I'm sitting in the railway station, got a ticket for my destination. Stands my suitcase and guitar in hand And every stop is neatly planned For a poet and a one-man band Homeward bound I wish I was Homeward bound Home where my thoughts escaping Home where my music's playing Home where my love lies waiting silently Every day is an endless stream of cigarettes and magazines mm. And each town looks the same to me, the movies and the factories And every stranger's face I see reminds me that I long to be songs again, I'll play the game and pretend, mm -hmm. but all my words come back to me in shades of mediocrity, like emptiness and harmony, I need someone to comfort me.
sorry, that was a solid choice. Starting in like after the song. Distance. Make sure you have your distance. Yay! Don't put on the red light. Don't gather. Is it loud enough? Should I turn it up a little more, or is this good? No, no, no audience response. Perfect. Just exactly what I'm used to. Asking a question and no one answers. That's perfect. That's. Well, welcome to outdoor comedy. Here at Mutiny Radio. Hey, yeah. don't gather. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Stay far away. Here, I'll put that so that we so that you can't come on stage, so we can keep our distance. Hey, neighbors. Hey. Uh, anybody learn any lessons this week in COVID self-isolation? Any big lessons that you learned? Hanging out by yourself, doing drugs, lots of, oh, you've been gardening, not doing drugs. Look at you, that's so healthy. That's nice. You're not, yeah. 
Anybody learn anything while they're, they're drinking? Anybody drinking a lot more during COVID? No? Microdosing? Yeah. You, uh, do you, I, uh, I microdosed some MDMA and then did a Zoom room. Anybody do that? <laughs> learn any lessons? Did that? Yep. Got on a Zoom room in uh, New Jersey. You want to learn some shit about yourself. <laughs> Microdose some drugs and get on with some people in New Jersey and you will learn some shit about yourself. That's what I learned this week in COVID times. Also learned that if you fall asleep on a Zoom room, a comedy Zoom room, they will paint a dick on your face. I don't know how they do that remotely, but I woke up with a dick on my face. How did they do that? Is that a new app I can get where I can just put dicks on people's faces? I'm sorry. I'm still in junior high. I think that that's... You fell, you fell asleep early? Be scared. And did you learn any lessons in COVID isolation? Not one. I wasn't asking you. It's not always about you, Nathan. <laughs> asking the nice lady behind you. Nothing. No, you didn't read a book. You haven't, like, gone through your whole J.D. Salinger collection and been, like, a lot of reading. What did you read? What was the last book you read? What, what something, Abby? Northanger Abbey. I watched a lot of Downton Abbey. Does that count? Is that... <laughs> Does that work? Anyone into anyone into like weird period romances? <laughs> like it's the only time I'm like trying not to have romances when I'm on my period. No, no, I'm into it. It's fine. I'm looking for Yeah. I'm going through going through menopause. I'm looking for a young man to fuck the menopause right out of me. I don't know if that's possible, but I want to run some data. I want to do some kind of science fair project, see if that's I wanna have a science project and see if that works out for me. <laughs> I don't know lessons in COVID. I've been uh, masturbating a lot. I, my, my imagination is so vivid, I've been masturbating to podcasts. Anyone else do that? Yeah, that's uh, I, uh, I thought I, I thought I heard my neighbors having sex in the apartment building. Uh, and it was just my cats play fighting in the other room. You'd be surprised how easy it is to finish. It's not, it's no big deal. Cats, cats make the same kind of noise. It's, it was great. I have two cats. I've been petting my cats a lot in isolations. I used to have one cat. He died. Now I have two cats, and they're not good enough. They're not. They don't equal my one dead cat. Not funny. That's just true. My cats aren't good enough. You have a dog, and you skateboard. That's cool. Hi. It is. Have your dog pull you on your skateboard. That's dangerous. I, I used to skateboard and I never wanted to wear a mouth guard because I thought it wasn't cool. But now in these COVID times, you get to cover your face so you can actually have more safety if you're skateboarding. I actually love these, these, these uh, COVID mask things because it covers up my crepey skin and you can't see how old I am because you can't see my neck. It's been great. It's like a cowl. I'm like a witch. You can't tell how old I am. Yay! Covering my neck stuff hey everybody yeah i look like i was a cheerleader for spider-man but i was actually a cheerleader for god that was something i used to do anybody raised really religiously just me i've been really excited because i was raised religiously and i've been looking forward to the end times forever this is amazing i love the end times this is what i've been trained for good uh, no i actually was i actually was a cheerleader for christ and i'll i'll show you yeah, I need some crowd participation with this. Give me a K! Yay. Give me an I! I. Give me an L. L! Give me an 
Wait, I have to do Cheerleading trick. That's my new trick. I can put my leg in the air. I know. Uh, being a Christian cheerleader is, is not sexy because uh, the skirts are really long. You know? And my butt always hurt from protecting my virginity. Also, not sexy. Uh, my favorite Bible verse is actually Leviticus 20.12, which is if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. <laughs> I love to be stoned. Any other stoners in the house? Yeah! yeah! Anyone ever get so high that they forget how their own shower works? Does that happen to you in the morning? How does this? It's hot. It's cold. What's going on? I've lived here for 12 years. It's, it's like airbnb being in your own home. What's all this cat litter doing on the floor? I've paid a lot of money for this place. <laughs> I do. I love to smoke pot. I smoke a lot of pot, and I uh, think about how I never won the science fair and how I want to start a science fair for stoners, like with cool stoner ideas, right? Just need to kidnap a fifth grader and then go to town. I want to get on a bus with some litmus paper and like some Q-tips and bags. And I want to find out what that liquid is on the nine. <laughs> like, what is that? Can you get chlamydia from the 22? These are important questions I want to see in a stoner science fair project. You know, with the tri-folded thing. I have another stoner idea. Uh, yeah, I like to drink a lot and uh, sometimes I vomit in the morning. I don't know if that happens to other alcoholics, maybe just me, I don't know. But my science fair idea is if you have 36 degree water in the refrigerator and you slam like an eight ounce glass, right? And then you vomit it like 22 minutes later, but instead of doing it into the sink or the toilet, you do it into a cup. And then you get a small child to take the temperature of the vomit. How many calories did I burn being an alcoholic? It's a chemistry, it's a chemistry science fair question. Remember chemistry? Remember basic chemistry? No, you guys aren't into that. That's cool. I have another science fair project. Um, I've always wanted to use my body in the way God intended and not to like birth a baby, but just to create breast milk, you know, so that I can save the vegans, right? I can make cheese out of breast milk. It's 100% consent-based milk. I can save the vegans. Also, I consume so much marijuana that if you pump my breast milk, I can make TH cheese. Right? The question becomes, can you get high on your own supply? Like, is it, do I re reach weed singularity when I'm just eating my own cheese? That's fun. I'm glad you like the TH. Here's a, this is actually a real thing. Like, breast milk really does get the marijuana. So why aren't we feeding goats weed? Goats eat anything, so why aren't we feeding them mecky swag, right? And then the goats eat the weed, and then we milk the goats, and we literally make goat TH cheese. I'm excited. This is a TH secret that I can't believe nobody has done yet. Am I the smartest person alive, or do I just smoke way too much weed? I'm like, I know. I know the answers. I know all the answers. Here's the thing. We've been lied to for years. Everybody imagine the T-Rex bones. Okay, T-Rex bones. Okay, he's got that weird hip cap that forces him over. Got big beefy legs. Because of the hubris of man, we put the biggest, coolest dinosaur on two legs. It makes no sense. The T-Rex has no breastbone. But if you take that hip cap and you flip it around and make it into a breastbone, those big beefy legs, 
become big beefy wings. The T-Rex was a dragon. The T-Rex was a dragon. Why do we have all this dragon mythology? Why? The Chinese people love the dragons. The Japanese, they tattoo themselves with dragons. They're St. George and the dragons. Dragons, dragons, dragons. The T-Rex was a dragon, you dummies. Right? The bones were put back together wrong. Everything you believe is false because of the T-Rex bones, I'm telling you. <laughs> Trying to change the mind. I've actually convinced like five fifth graders that that's absolute truth, and I've got them spreading my, <laughs> right? Spreading my joy and wonderment. <laughs> knock, knock. Jesus. I know that guy exists or what? <laughs> Did he live with the dinosaurs? What happened to Jesus? Is he real? Jesus who? Uh, knock, knock. Feminism. And get my own fucking door, thanks. I think it's the precept of fe feminism. I don't know. I don't know how that works. A lot of women burned bras and read books in the 70s so I can talk about my butthole on stage. <laughs> Which incidentally looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a, hand grenade into a deli. <laughs> it's meaty. <laughs> Yay. Feminism. I, uh, I don't like calling myself a feminist, but I have to, you know, because uh, what other words am I going to use to describe myself? I'm a, I'm a what man, right? I'm a female, a person. We are all people. I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word spelled without the word men in it. If you can't spell, you can get out your phones. It's okay, kids. You can, it's actually spelled with an I. I'm like, I am a feminist. Oh. Spelling joke. Well, there's all these other words. Like, when we, when we, girls, we have, uh, you know, you turn 11 or 12 or whatever, and you start to menstruate. Ha <laughs> Menstruate. It's the one thing you can literally never do, and you put your name all over it. Menstruate. Right? Girls have sex for the first time. What do they break? They're hymen. Hi, men. Hi. I can have sex with all of you now. Hi. <laughs> the one I do understand right now, you know, is menopause. Because men are certainly pausing. <laughs> They're like, ooh. <sighs> How old is she? I can't tell with that weird cowl on. That strange snood. <laughs> I'm a witch. <laughs> cool. One more feminist joke, and then we'll bring up our next Anian. Uh, I'm, uh, you guys look like a crowd that's into equality. Equality now. Yeah, right? Equality now. There's a way for us to easily do this. And it's PG-13 movies. Okay, like right now, in a PG-13 movie, if you cover up the nipple, you can see 180% side boob. I'm into that. Right? You get to see the butt. That's cool. So what I'm saying, what I'd like to see, is some side scrote for equality. Right? Because like... No, genitals are actually seen. You're, you're not on board. Let, let, let's imagine together a Martin Scorsese film, okay? There's an infinity pool. We'll call it Raging Balls, right? There's an infinity pool. Nick Cage, obviously the star. He's swimming up to the stairs. He's coming out of the stairs, uh, and his, his, his balls are deep in the water, so we can't see those. And his, his dick is above the stairs. So what we get to see is this beautiful stained glass side scrote. For equality. No? No one's into equality now. I say thank you. Equality now. Side scrote. It's fair. Keep it equal. 
cool. Well, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Yay! I'm here, and I'm going to pepper jokes in between our comedians tonight, and I'm excited to see them. I'm excited you're all here. Clap for yourselves. Yay! Maintain your distance. Keep your masks on. Be safe. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, who we, You guys want to mad dog each other to see who's going first, comedians? Nathan, why don't you go first? Yeah, yeah, Nathan's going to go first. Yeah, of course, yeah. You don't always get what you want. Uh, you're... Your next comedian, you should be excited to see him because he's going to move uh, to L.A. and go be famous. So you get to see him here now. Clap your hands together wildly for Nathan Lowe. Yay! Hi, people. How's it going? Feeling good? We all made it here. Look at you. You are not six feet apart at all. No, you cradled. You look at you. You're like white blood cells. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad that Pam's doing this. Clap for Pam. I know. We're out here telling jigs, like dick jokes, on a curb for freedom. It's pretty exciting. I was, on the, I was on the bus the other day, and I took my mask off just for a second. I was checking my phone, and this lady gasped, like a, <gasps> like a big gasp, like I had a tattoo that said, like, Kobe deserved it, just right on my lip. <laughs> it was way too big of a gasp. <laughs> really? Was it that bad? It was terrible? I was hiking. I was out like in the Presidio. No mask. It's over where I live. And a lady from 100 yards away pulls down her mask and streams, MASK! MASK! A lot of people in San Francisco like to say, like, they come up to me and say something. It's not like they'd come up to me to say it, but you'll hear this sometimes. If I was in Germany in the 40s, I wouldn't have been a Nazi. Wouldn't have done it. I would have seen that stuff was going on. I would have said, hmm, no, not for me. If you're pulling your mask down to scream at someone 100 yards away, mask! You might have been a Nazi. Just a little bit. Just a tiny little bit. All right, we're going to put that joke under questionable. <laughs> you're alone for so long. You're alone in your house. Like, Because usually if you do sets all the time and you do shows all the time, you have people looking out and you can have a dumb idea. And then that night you can go do, you like the dumb idea? And people go, no, it was really dumb. And you go, okay, we'll tweak it. But here you just ride it for a week. You're like, this is good. They're going to dig this Nazi mask joke. <laughs> then you try it in front of people like, we're not ready for Nazis yet. I feel like it's the last thing we need. We didn't even need murder hornets, and we didn't believe that for a second. Did any of you believe murder hornets? Jack, did you see one? No, I didn't. It's weird, man. COVID and then this, and they said, you know what? Next, race war. Okay, questionable too. I'm going to go through all of them. I'm going to go through the questionable stuff first. We're going to get to our PG-13 stuff later. Adele lost a lot of weight. <laughs> That's good. It's really good for her. I'm glad that she did. When are we going to know uh, when it's over? It's usually it's not over until... Until maybe Adele sings. Until Adele in 2011 sings. <laughs> I know, yeah, I had to get through all the weird shit first. I know. It's been weird for me, especially like in COVID times. I like to think that I was going to better myself. I'm going to write. I'm going to do stuff. But then I, I got like two weeks in. And Have you ever pinched a shit off halfway through just so you can have something to do? Like for the next hour? 
I'm not suicidal, but the Netflix curator in my brain was like, are you still watching? <laughs> still there? What's up, Rob? Do you, yo, you came up, made eye contact, and checked your watch? That's nice. Haven't seen you in four months checking his watch on me. But it's nice. I, I've been by myself for like three months, which is terrifying. I used to live with women, three women, all girls. Yeah, that'll do a lot for you. You learn a lot as a guy. I, like guys, we don't know even what we're capable of smelling like. I live with girls for three months. It's just 70, 80 products in the bathroom. It's like Willy Wonka made a factory just for smells. I'm in there trying on everything. I'm like Augustus Gloop. I'm just rubbing that shit on my face. <laughs> my dick smells like an acai bowl right now. I didn't even know that was something you could smell like. like. Guys, we're really selling ourselves short with just sandalwood. Like, we have so many options. <laughs> I didn't know. There's so many things it takes, like, to be a girl. Girls, do you do some metal shit? Have any of you guys ever gotten an acid peel? Do you know what that is? Does anyone know? Guys, raise your hand if you know what an acid peel is and you're a man. Pick your hand up. You've seen my act. <laughs> you? You? Good. It's exactly as terrifying as it sounds. It's an acid peel. You're peeling layers of skin off your... Do you love me yet? Is this the layer that you wanted? <laughs> <laughs> just like it, they'll do that in a sugar scrub it sounds nice but it's not you're just rubbing coarse skin layers of skin just pour some sugar on me in the name of love i i've learned a lot from living with girls though it like because they'll that's some metal shit that chloe will do on a tuesday so get an acid peel and then go home and watch a tv show about murder who likes the murder shows? Clap if you dig that. Yeah? Y'all have your favorite murderer <laughs> to watch? Like, they all watch it. And, like, my female roommates did. And I didn't understand it. It boggled my mind. So I asked her about it. I said, Novia, why do you watch these shows? And she said, Nathan, women are not as strong as men. So we like to arm ourselves with information. Which is pretty cool, but I, I know it's bullshit because the, we have a hide-a-key at our house. You know what a hide-a-key is? The little rocks with the fake false bottom. You get a key in there. They, uh, they decorated it. They decorated the hide-a-key. It's a little false rock, and it's on the table. I went outside. They put like a circle of sand dollars around it because I guess there weren't enough to make an arrow. I went and I hid it and I went, I went back in. I said, guys, I hid the hide-a-key, don't worry. And they said, why? I said, to hide it! Jesus Christ! <laughs> but I'm trying to learn. You live with girls, it, it helps. It helps sometimes with like the dating life. Girls, you're weird about it. Like, cause <laughs> girls will get in a relationship with a guy. We, do, we actually, we all do this in our 20s. We'll see somebody with a massive red flag and we just Christmas wrap it and package it and hand it to our friends. Look at this guy. My roommate dated this guy like for two weeks. She comes and she says, this guy's great. He's independent. He's unshackled himself from an oppressive family. He's out there pursuing his dreams. Cut to three weeks later. What kind of a fucking psycho doesn't even talk to his family? <laughs> it's something we all do. I mean, like you've, you've dated people like that before, right? Yes? Psychos. Yes, you, yeah. No, no psychos. Just wait. It's coming. 
It's gonna seem normal for a minute, and then the snakes are coming out. Like, like I've, I have bad judgment, bad judgment with girls. I dated two snake girls in a row. Do you know what a snake girl is? People who think snakes are cute, these fucking psychos. <laughs> See any of them? This is my pet snake, its name's Eve. It's just saying hi. No, it's trying to strangle your hand. It's like, this blood hole isn't big enough to do the job. <laughs> I th all right, if you don't know what a snake girl is, I'll give you a different example. Do you know what a horse girl is? Got a laugh there. You've known a couple, huh? Always a lot of gums for some reason. Really stoked about Disney Plus coming out. Like, my sister was like that. Like, she, she's one of those Disney people. Have you ever, do you have anyone in your life who they just sing? It's Tuesday! Like, no reason. No song. There's no actual song. They just feel the joy. I'm going, I'm walking down the street. I only sing when I'm, like, borderline suicidal. Walking around my house. My life's going nowhere. 26, I just jerked off into a toilet. If you're a guy, you under, if you're a guy with three girls living in your house, you know what that means. It's kind of like when you're in a hurry and you have to eat your meal really quickly over the sink. <laughs> it's like that. I'm in a rush, but I seem a little angry. Let's calm this shit down. <laughs> Watch some stepsisters. All right, questionable too. We'll write that one down next to the other questionable jokes. <laughs> but a snake girl is the total opposite of a horse girl. This girl like lost her virginity in the back of a Spencer's. Definitely wants to talk to you about her astrological sign. Which I didn't understand. Like when I moved here from the south, like deep, deep south, I didn't know anything about astronomy. This girl came up to me at a party and she's like, I'm a cancer. So what is that, like a six, seven month commitment? I could probably, <laughs> could probably swing that. It's right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> Got this tight little funeral number in the back of my closet I was trying to squeeze into. <laughs> But I don't get the Zodiac. It's celestial racism. It just it doesn't make sense to me. Every time a girl asks me, I just say a different one because I know I'm going to get the same answer. What are you? I'm an Aries. Oh, my God, I could tell by how you use chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. But uh, well, no, I am an Aries. I was born on midnight. Figure that out, fucking Copernicus. Guys, you guys have been great. Actually, I'm ready to hand it off. I'm satisfied with that. My name's Nathan Lowe. Give it up for your host, Pam Benjamin. Yay. Nathan Lowe. Yay. So I'm a Libra. <laughs> Means I can't make decisions ever. No, I don't, I don't know anything about astrological signs either. But I did learn last week in COVID self-isolation that I'm a witch. <laughs> No, I can read and I'm doing spells. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, I've gone batshit crazy. I actually literally have. And I'm going to bite the bat's head off and use it in a spell. <laughs> Spending a lot of time alone, everybody. All right. Uh, wait, what happened? Oh, you have a question? What's up? Oh, which, which witchcraft what? I got tarot cards inside. We can do a reading later. Oh, yeah, I'm totally good at it. Like, it's crazy. I, like, just feel the universe, and I just, like, read the cards, and it's real. It's so real. I, like, read them. I've also been using the magic eight ball quite a bit to make life decisions. Anyone else? No? Believing in the... We're just vibrations. It's okay. Your next comedian. That's me up next. He's, <laughs> That's me, everybody. That's... 
<laughs> Are you gonna sit down? He's gonna do. He's gonna do sit down instead of stand up. Uh, hey, everybody. <laughs> gonna do whatever he wants. Put your hands together, Sam Carroll! Yay! I will do whatever I want. God damn I know I choose to stand, not because it's in the name, but because I want to. Ass, piss, shit, fuck, we're essential. And it feels good. It does. That was essential, what I just said. How many of you are here because you saw the article in SF Gate that was written about us? There we go. There's one. Alright, alright, alright. Let me just clear the air on one thing. That part about the LGBT joke not landing... That's not true. That's not true. At all. Here's what happened. I'll tell you what happened. So the joke is that I'm donating my penis to a transgender person. And the surgeon, like as is done with all transplants, puts it in an ice chest. Which is obviously giving me major shrinkage. Right? I'm supposed to be getting top dollar for this dick and this guy's fucking me. Anyways. Alright, with that being said... That's the last time I donate my penis. At <laughs> We're essential. That's all essential. It's interesting to see what businesses are essential. Pornography is still essential, despite a substantial lack in testing. That's, that's essential. Um, but, like, there's no way they're shutting that shit down. No way. Like, you know what happens when cops show up to porn sets? It happens every time. We've all seen it a million times. They're not shutting that shit down. No way. While we're on the subject. My favorite category of porn, honestly, it's got to be POV. You familiar with this? Point of view. Everybody loves it. Point of view. Except I'm, pre I'm pretty specific about the view. I only like season three and beyond because that's when they added Whoopi. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I don't watch porn. I don't. Honest to God. I don't watch porn. I jerk off to my imagination, as you should do. You know, but it it does feel a little narcissistic to jerk off to one's imagination. You know, you just you're doing your thing. Sam. You're so creative, Sam. You know, it's just not it doesn't feel right. It doesn't always feel good. You know, why is it going to be my imagination that I got to jerk off to? Why, why can't I jerk off to someone else's imagination? If I could choose one person whose imagination I could jerk off to, it would be a toss-up, I think. It would be pretty close. It would be between Ron Jeremy and Georgia O'Keeffe, I think. Be close. Be a nail-biter. Yeah. But why do any of that when you can swipe right and have casual sex with a stranger, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You know, people forget, Steve Jobs had the original dating app. Called it the iWood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It never got past beta testing, though, because all the betas that were testing it, they just didn't understand the concept of swiping left. They didn't get it. Their virginities were fucking up the algorithms. It didn't make any sense to them. <laughs> What's up, Jack? Why don't you fucking speak up? Why don't you fucking speak up, man? Who fuck you up, dude? Jimmy Fallon's getting canceled for blackface. So that's nice. That's new. That's interesting. Gives me something to look at. Uh, I don't even fuck about that. I just hope his Ben and Jerry's flavor doesn't get canceled. That shit is good. You know what I mean? The Tonight Dough. It's a thin layer of chocolate over a mild vanilla. Fucking tasty, dude. I like that a lot. You know, my uh, my mom thinks I should get my life together. Obviously. Um, you know, she's worried about she's worried about death. 
in in this pandemic. You know, she is. She sat me and my sister down the other day. She said, I want you two to have grandchildren before I die. My sister goes, Mom, don't you think they come out a little fucked up? I said, whoa, sister, you're not seriously entertaining the possibility of you and I having a child with everything that's going on? It's crazy. Craziness. <laughs> Crazy. You know, I told my mom I'd give her naming rights, though. She said she'd pick something out of the baby name book, though. Like, what the fuck? I told her mom, this is my inbred child we're talking about here. I don't want him to get bullied, you know? Let's pick something out of the adult name book. Please. Please. Thank you. My mom's like, they're the same thing, baby names, adult names. They're all the same thing. Like, no, they're not. What about chastity? You can't name a baby chastity. It's hypocritical. <laughs> you gotta earn chastity, you know what I mean? You gotta earn it the same way Pocahontas earned her name. You gotta suck a lot of white cocks. I'm sorry. Thank you, you guys have been great. That's all I got. <laughs> Sam Carroll, everyone. Yay. This is nice. This is nice. We're, we're used to a light smattering of applause. That's perfect. Yay. Carol, it's so nice. I'm trying to think of a way to cleanse the palate of this lovely <laughs> group before I bring up the night. Uh, uh, because our next comedian's a lady, I'll, I'll do this. Uh, how many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Cats! Cats, 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 cats! I have, I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I want to I wanna take my cat and I want to shave him. And then I want to knit a sweater out of his fur. And then I want to make him wear it. Because I'm crazy. I'm a cat lady. I love cats. Right, your next comedian, she loves all animals. She's a hilarious woman. She's going to make you laugh. Put your hands together for Rachel Pinson. Yay. I don't know if I love lesbians or just the way they taste. Think about that for a minute. I used to date a bunch of losers to try to disappoint my parents, but then I realized that I am a strong, independent disappointment to my parents, and I don't need a man to help me with that, right? I'm a feminist. It's interesting times to live I keep hearing people echo the same thing, you know, fuck the police, fuck the police, fuck the police, fuck the police. I get it, but it's also like, I don't agree, I don't. Like, you know, don't fuck the police because that's how you make more police. You fuck them and they multiply. I say, fuck a judge and get everybody off. I'm really into nerdy guys, but that's hard for me because I am an extrovert with tits, and that is nerd kryptonite. I can't get them to look at me or talk to me, but when they do talk to me, it's online, and they say really cute things, like cutest things, like, hey, um, you spelled misogyny wrong, you dumb bitch. <laughs> you stole my heart. <laughs> COVID's 
COVID times, it's really interesting. Everyone's like, stock up on toilet paper. You're going to run out of toilet paper. Everyone get toilet paper. So I got a lot of toilet paper, but nobody prepared me for how quickly I was going to go through batteries, you know? I'm lonely. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I have a lot of insecurities, you know, so I like to air them on microphones. I don't know how you guys deal with your insecurities. Like, I just struggle with body image. Like, I'm not thin enough to be conventionally hot like in a magazine, but I'm not fat enough to be fetishized for how fat I am. You know, like I can't do BBW porn like yet, but I'm working on it, you know, like one cheeseburger at a time. But I constantly get mistaken for being pregnant. Does that ever happen to you? Yeah, I know, it's super relatable. But you know, it's 2020, we're into body positivity or some shit like that, that's what they tell me. You know, so I figure, you know, instead of like being down on myself or negative or like dieting and exercising, I can just use this to my advantage. Back when I could ride the BART, you know, <laughs> and I saw it was full of people, <laughs> I just kind of waddled on there with my hand on my belly button and this look on my face like I'm holding in a fart. Like maybe someone will notice, man, would you like to sit down? Like, oh, wow, priority seating, that's so kind of you, you know. <laughs> and then they would start asking me questions like, hey, how far along are you? Oh, yeah, just like two more stops. Two more stops and I'm home. I'm like, no, like the belly, like how far? I'm like, oh, I'm like 28 years. <laughs> I'm from the Midwest. Woo, yeah. Sure, I never hear that. That's great, that's great. Actually, I'm from Ohio. If you look at the map, there's nothing west about it at all, but nobody believes me when I tell them that I'm Middle Eastern, you know, so. Stop saying that. I was raised by lesbian parents in the Midwest. And growing up, people would ask me questions all the time about it. Like, oh, two moms. That's weird. Was it rough? No. <laughs> but now I live in the Bay Area. It's a different concern. They're like, whoa, the Midwest. That's weird. Was it rough? Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. We didn't even have an ocean. We just had a lake that you could set on fire, you know? And they were like, are you going to turn queer? I'm like, I don't think that's how it works. But like, how many licks does it take before your college experiment turns gay? Does anyone know? I'm doing an independent college study. How, what did you say? 10,000 licks. Yes, finally, some answers. That's good. <laughs> you guys know what resting bitch face is? I see some of you have it. You know, like, I'm jealous, man. I'm so jealous. I wish that I had a resting bitch face because I have, like, a resting helpful lady face or something. Like, strangers. Yeah, I know. It's true. I'm like, this is real life, baby. I'm not making it up. Dude, like, strangers put their trust in me all the time, even if they shouldn't. You know, like, they're asking me for directions. Does that happen to you, too? They, like, ask me for directions. I don't know where the fuck I'm going, you know? So I just start making shit up, you know? I'm like, oh, oh, you want to get to where? The Civic Center? Okay, so you want to go to this street, turn a left, you're going to get to a bridge. Can you answer riddles? Because that homeless guy's actually a troll. He's going to tell you where to go from here, you know? <laughs> like, I can't sit alone on public transportation because I look like a kindergarten teacher and people feel safe with me. They'll just <laughs> sit down right next to me no matter what they smell like. Sucks. Like, maybe because I look like a kindergarten teacher, they'll think, I'll know what to do if an active shooter gets on the bus. I don't. You know, 
But I think the worst case of helpful lady face I've ever had was when I was at a concert and a stranger just hands me their baby and says, will you take her? She's scared. Scared? She's about to be more scared. You think I'm not going to sell that fucking baby, dude? Like, oh, what's that worth? Like $10,000? I'm trying to afford rent in the Bay Area. Like maybe $30,000 if it's like a blonde baby. I don't know. That's what my cousins would tell me. I had a boyfriend and we quit drinking together. So then I just started drinking alone, you know? It worked. Uh, it didn't work out though. But I like, I don't know why. <laughs> I like that face, Jack. It's good. It's good. <laughs> COVID times is a really good time to like break it off with a clingy boyfriend, you know? It's like six feet, man. Or like a hundred yards. That's what the court said, you know? like. 100 <laughs> I grew up really trashy, but I didn't know that. I didn't know that until other people pointed it out. You know, like I went to college and my roommates were like, you want to go thrifting? And I'm like, you mean back to school shopping? Because I already did that. You know, like I had to call up my boyfriend in high school. And I was like, dude, you might want to get yourself checked. He's like, what? Have you been cheating on me? I'm like, for head lice, dude. Because <laughs> But the, this boyfriend I had, he was he was Asian. I think he fetishized me for being trashy a little bit. Because he was like asking me things like, hey, could you say something to me, but like in a country accent? Like, okay, I guess, I'll try. I'm 13 years old, don't tell me how to raise my baby. <laughs> Mama didn't pay the water bill, that's okay, because we got Mountain Dew. <laughs> I want you to kiss me wildly and passionately. Like my cousin when he wants one of my oxies, you know? <laughs> yeah, the, the one thing about Ohio is that the opiate crisis there is like horrible. Like it's terrible. Like how bad was it? Yeah, 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 yeah dude, it's so bad. How bad was it? It was so bad. <laughs> the, do you guys know the show Intervention where they would follow an addict around with a camera and they're like, you're ruining your life and you're ruining all of our lives and we want to send you to rehab and get you help. Well, they came to my hometown and I'm looking around and like everybody's like nodding off and they're all fucked. And I'm like, they're gonna have to do the whole town. And they did, they did the whole town and they called it hillbilly heroin and they didn't even do an intervention. They didn't save anybody. They just came in and they were like, this is fucked America, we're out. And that's what I did, you know, that's why I'm here. But we're all watching it together as a family, like gathering around the TV, like who are we gonna know? It showed a dilapidated building my sister's backyard, her dog was in it. My nieces get so excited. They're like, Rufus is famous, oh my God. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what a shitty thing to be famous for. But what an even shittier way to find out that your sister's dog's been on drugs, man. Let's get Rufus some help. I lost a few good men. I lost a few good men to the war on drugs. Like George, Andrew, a couple Benjamins, a whole Jackson 5 one night, that was rough. Growing up, I thought my family was really religious because they would take me to church once a week. Would sit there, there was a guy at the pew, it started with a prayer, it was a serenity prayer. Those were Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. We weren't religious. <laughs> and I thought that the term alcoholic was just a synonym for adult. Because every adult I knew was like, hi, I'm Jim, I'm an alcoholic. Oh, hi, Jim. Turns out I was right, it is. It is a synonym for adult. 
I'm really approachable, as we discussed earlier, but like I've had to come up with my own line of defenses to get people to leave me alone because I really don't like being mean to people. I don't like to be violent. So I've decided I can just out crazy people. Have you ever tried this method? I'll show you how it works. He has. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so whenever I get a, hey, girl, nice ass, I'm just like, oh, my God. Are you saying you can actually see me? The curse has been lifted. The wizard's going to be so pissed. You know? And then when I get a, hey, girl, what are you doing all alone in the city? <laughs> alone. <laughs> alone alone i'm not alone i'm with all my friends can't you see them we have stalin mussolini and hitler we're all going to band practice don't you want to come no why are you and then when i'm in a really sketchy neighborhood i just piss myself and walk around barefoot maybe throwing one of these like no one's gonna sit next to me on that bus anymore you know but if all those lines of defense don't work and they still don't leave me alone, I found a way. I found a way to get men to leave me alone. Do you want to know my secret? Do you want to know my secret, ladies, to get men to leave me alone? All I have to do is let them get me pregnant. And then they never talk to me again. It's great. It works every time. It worked, it worked that one time. All right. Thanks, everyone. Rachel Benson, everyone! Let her, yay! I'm so glad she was talking about catcalling. That's something I really do understand, you know? Because I have, I have a kitten. I have a new kitten. And uh, yeah, I know, she's really cute. And I follow her around the house, and I'm like, baby girl, come here. Come here, baby girl, come here. You know, and she ignores me and then shows me her butthole. I'm like, yeah, and I run over there, and I pick her up without consent, and I flip her over and turn her into a baby and kiss her on the mouth. I understand catcalling. You know, it just doesn't work. I live in the Tenderloin. I know that it's COVID times. Wow, I was a San Francisco 6. I'm a COVID 10. Like, I show my mouth. I'm not always wearing a mask. They're like, wow, I can see your lips. What? One guy the other day, he said, Girl, you be walking like you got someplace to live. That's a compliment. I think that's a, I don't think that's catcalling, that's complimenting. Another gentleman I walked by and he said, you've been living a long time to look 22. <laughs> compliment, not catcalling. Uh, another gentleman I walked by and he said, you look like you know something. I was like, dude, you get me. I've always wanted to be seen as smart. Now, where do we fuck? You know, like, he really got me. He really warmed my cockles. Uh, your next comedian, he's a hilarious guy. He hasn't done comedy in 75 days, so we're going to see what happens. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Jack Ferguson. Yay! Oh man, pretty good. You know, clap for yourself. Oh, there you go. Clap for yourselves, guys, because this is a open mic comedy, and we have like 30 people here, which you know doesn't happen for open mic comedy. Open if mic you're, oh, excuse me, it's a book show with a bunch of open micers, and uh, <laughs> yeah, how are you guys doing? You guys doing well? <laughs> no, you're not. You're <laughs> everyone's doing horrible. <laughs> we have a there's a race riot in the whitest city in America right now. 
It's like, if there were Vegas odds on what city would be the next city to have a race riot, I am pretty sure Minneapolis would be, like, bottom of those odds, you know? The bookies would be like, yeah, man, there's, like, first of all, there's, like, 12 black people there. Second of all, half the year you can't even go outside, so there's no way that crowds are going to gather outside. You know, you can't have a race riot if your spit freezes before it hits the ground. I um it has been it's been it's been a long time since I did comedy. I used to do this every day and then uh I couldn't anymore. I had to do other things, right? I started reading a lot. Uh yeah, I started reading I reread Harry Potter because that's my emotional age. And uh you know, I feel like I've I've come to terms with the fact that I'm a Hufflepuff. Yeah. You know? Like I feel like adulthood is realizing and accepting that you're a Hufflepuff. You know? Like a long, a long time ago, I would have said, you know, I'm a Gryffindor, I'm a Slytherin, I'm a Ravenclaw, and I know that I'm a Hufflepuff, and I'm proud because Hufflepuff is the house that parties, right? Like, think about it. If you want to go to school and like really study hard or whatever, you go to Stanford. If you want to go to school and have a good time, you go to Chico State. That's Hufflepuff, baby. You know, <laughs> like that's where you go to really live it up. Like, how do I know that Hufflepuff? Parties, it's because they never they were never a part of the plot, you know? <laughs> like a Harry was off killing snakes with magic or whatever, and the Hufflepuffs were passed out in their room because they did wizard drugs the night before, you know? Like why do you think we followed Harry Potter all the way through like high school and it never once even mentioned marijuana, you know? Like he didn't re he didn't do regular drugs. Do you think that like like, you think wizards didn't have better drugs than humans? They could, they, like, that's ridiculous, you know? Like, the one thing he did, he took a polyjuice potion, which is something that can change you into any form that you want, right? You guys remember? I'm assuming that you guys have read Harry Potter, which I'm, I know for a fact some of you haven't. And for those of you who haven't, this joke's just not for you, you know? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, you're going to have to get through it. Hopefully something I say later will resonate. But this is, you know, I'm talking about Harry Potter now. So, like, uh, Harry took a polyjuice potion, and the only reason he did it was it's a, it's a potion that can change you into whatever form you want, you know? Any human-looking can change you to a cat, you know, which Pam would love. That's the... And all that he did with it was fuck with Malfoy, and then he never used it again. If you gave a Hufflepuff a polyjuice potion and left him alone for two hours... You come back to, like, Scarlett Johansson getting fucked by Danny DeVito, you know? <laughs> like, heck, I can't believe that was never even considered. They never used it again, you know? <laughs> if you get, he, you know how Harry Potter, how old he was when he got that? He was 15 years old. He was a 15-year-old boy who just got a potion that can turn a human into whatever woman he imagines. And you don't think him and Ron are going to take advantage of that? You're crazy, you know? I don't know. Ha like, last one. Like, Hufflepuff, people are like, Hufflepuff doesn't party, right? Hufflepuff, the, who's the head of the Gryffindor house, right? Professor McGonagall. Biggest hardo of all time. Head of the Hufflepuff house? Pomona Sprout, professor of herbology, you know? <laughs> hey, hell yeah, baby, let's go. That's a sick car. That's a, is that a Model T? Damn. That's old San Francisco right there. That's a time traveler. <laughs> I love how it's like you get heckled by cars when you're doing this, you know? <laughs>
Like something that comedians have been doing is we've been doing things called Zoom rooms, which means that on Zoom, you guys know Zoom, we go and do like an open mic. So like people will come on and watch each other and it's horrible. <laughs> but the one good thing about it is like when we get heckled, it's so much harder to heckle someone when they can see your living room, you know? <laughs> Like, yeah, my joke sucks, but those are empty beer cans on the ground. Like, you should pick those up before you call me an asshole, you know? <laughs> you're, you're literally on a futon right now, so maybe quiet down. I don't know. I'm going to try some jokes that, uh, that I did before the quarantine and just see if they're relevant at all. Because uh, I feel like nothing from before the quarantine is relevant now. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll find out based on laughter. Uh, I was listening to the commer a commercial the other day, and it was someone they said, um, it was a commercial for Country Croc, which is fake butter. Uh, and they said, Country Croc, so good, even butter lovers will love it. Who is a butter lover? <laughs> like, who likes butter so much that they, they self-identify as a butter lover, you know? And you know, see, there you go. He probably loves country croc. And the funny thing is, those people, of course they love country croc because it tastes like butter. That's They're the number one demographic for country croc. Is people who, if you don't like butter, you're not going to like country cock. It's a thing that's made, <laughs> country cock. Uh, now, that's what we call a, a Freudian slip. And it's been a long time, guys. Uh, I don't know. It's nice of you guys to stop by. It's nice of you guys to watch. It's like you guys saw someone having a psychological breakdown with a microphone, and you're like, I'll watch that. <laughs> you know? That tells you just like how lonely we all are, you know? Y'all are willing to watch someone just talk about country cock for <laughs> 10 minutes and, and been like, oh, you'll go home and tell your friends about this shit, you know? <laughs> like, we would just go to the supermarket, and this guy was talking about cock, and it was like, there are probably people who live around here who don't like this, but they, they probably, you know what, we're all going crazy. They probably haven't called the cops because they just think this is a voice in their head, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm actually crazy. I don't know if you guys can tell. I'm bipolar, which uh, diagnosed crazy, you know? A lot of people feel bad for you when you tell them that, but you definitely, you shouldn't, right? Like, I feel bad for you, you know? Like, there's advantages that I have that you don't have. You guys, t if you want to get high, you have to take pills, right? All I have to do is stop taking pills. <laughs> That's freedom, baby, you know? <laughs> That's the way it is for me. And people say, f like, kind of annoying stuff to you, though. Uh oh, it's fire department. It's, like <laughs> it's just socially distanced, you know? <laughs> don't worry about us. Dude, that this uh, the fire department fucks though. You know, like that was they weren't here to shut this down, dude. They're going to solve a fire. They have bigger things to do than annoy civilians, right? Hopefully they don't come back because I'm beating my words. But <laughs> I really there's a guy with a huge camera over there too. So <laughs> it's a uh, oh, it's a documentary. Okay. <laughs> so don't <laughs> you guys don't don't use this on the internet if I get famous because. <laughs> <laughs> getting recorded. Um, no, I don't know. I am I am bipolar, right? I've been. Have, do you guys know what getting fifty-one fifty is? Okay, so all the comedians answered yes. <laughs> <laughs> and 
all of the regular people who aren't used to it's getting 51 feet 50 means that you get take to, taken to the psych ward against your will yeah so <laughs> right <laughs> so in my case uh, they were like, hey, you're sick, you need to go to the hospital. And I said, I'm Christ, I will not be detained! <laughs> and then they tasered me, and, uh, and I woke up in the hospital. <laughs> it's alright, I'm fine now. Um, but it was funny while I was in there, you know, it wasn't what I expected, the psych ward. Like, that padded room you always see in movies and shit like that, doesn't exist. There's no padded room. Which I was bummed about, because if I was in there, at least I wanted to learn how to do a backflip, you know? <laughs> Spend my time wisely, right? And there were also undergraduate med students who were there as part of their education. And I like to fuck with those people a little bit, you know? Like, they'd sit down and I'd go, oh, what are you in for? And they'd go, oh, oh, oh no, 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 no. No, I'm training to be a doctor. I'm going to leave in the afternoon. I'm just visiting. And then I'd go... Yeah, that's what they told me, too. <laughs> you ever seen Shutter Island? You're going to be here forever, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, good. Those are jokes that I wrote before the quarantine, so I guess some of them still apply, huh? Um, hey, thank you. Uh, we, got a, uh, we got a quarantine pup, my family did. We got a quarantine puppy, and we just uh, we bought him. We didn't adopt him. And uh, some people have been giving me shit for that. They're like, you didn't adopt him? There's so many dogs in need, you should have adopted him. I was like, oh, really? You, you, did you adopt your dog? Where did you adopt them from? They're like, oh, an uh, uh, animal shelter. They're like, oh, how did he get to that animal shelter? It's like, oh, well, you know, a, a human captured him. It's like, oh, so you just took him from a human that is being paid by your tax dollars to stay. All right, I guess you guys are pretty pro-dog. <laughs> Listen, the point is, is that when you adopt a dog, you are also funding the capture of these dogs. I think that's what people, like, have you ever been to Mexico? Dogs don't need homes, you know? They're fine on their own. They can roam around. It's the humans that round them up and are like, all right, somebody better adopt you. Otherwise, you know? It's like, no, we didn't want an adopted, we didn't need an ugly dog with PTSD. That's not... It's the truth, even though I could, you know, tell some of you are reluctant to accept it. I love all dogs. I love all dogs, all right? But I wanted a pretty one, and <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, think that, I think that men think about sex the same way that dogs think about food. Like... Have you ever seen a dog eat something just to find out if it was edible? Like they swallow it and then they're like, oh no, that was cardboard. <laughs> That's the way men have sex, you know? Or masturbate. Like we'll, we'll jack off to something just to find out if we're interested in it, you know? Like we'll find an interesting video and be like, hmm. Let's see what happens, you know? Let's see if I'm into this. And then if we get that weird, shameful feeling after we're done, that's how we know that we were into it. You know, that's how we know that it was good. <laughs> I just feel bad yelling about jacking off into the outside, you know? <laughs> Usually this is... Is it one minute? Have you lit me or is it the... Oh, I thought that's why you yelled at me. Major rookie mistake that I just did there, you guys. You didn't see it, but I lit myself. And you don't even know what getting... And they ain't even gonna be jerks about it.
Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean... If anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastics books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics, it's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastics deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. And all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Hey, everybody, just letting you know that we started Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. We just had a relatively successful outdoor show, not the biggest we've ever had in the past, but uh, we had some comedians throw down some jokes, kept all socially distanced, and that was good. I'm going to be, I just got uh, some exciting stuff in the mail from Philip T. Nails. This is a record called Evidence, and it's all poetry. He's an old poetry buddy of mine from back in the day. So I'm going to be playing that uh, right after these messages. Yeah. Right. Yeah. L W A F L M O I T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5%. 5% yeah. Right. Standard I'm so time. lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show, 5 p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh. Uh, let's watch full length. All right. Let's do a full minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See you next month. Have you been missing out on live music and comedy? Remember Killer Dinners? Don't worry about a thing, because Soul Sausage Presents Pandementia has brought you the hottest, freshest, sexiest new beast in the Bay Area. The Oakland Unicorn Speakeasy Comedy and Dinner Club in Koreatown, Northgate. Featuring comedians from NBC, MTV, Comedy Central, Soul Sausage TV, and YouTube. 
Tickets and packages, showtimes, and information are all at oaklandunicorn.com. Sponsored by Soul Sausage, Reek Disc Electronics, and True Healing Collective. Grand opening weekend, August 6th through 9th, featuring Kabir Singh and Xander Beltran. Tickets on sale now at oaklandunicorn.com. That's Oakland. Welcome Unicorn. to the live recording of Evidence. Oh, stop. Go on. Okay. <laughs> this is called The Thick Poetry of Reckless Hearts. These scars curve like hungry petals towards the confused moon that sees this and yearns. Will my mind explode as the gas station attendant once threatened? With a soul as breathless as deep water, I find in the positively charged blackness a wish on splinters that keeps painting rhythm chant of forward motion exploding, continually beginning to speak. I will not understand anything, only want to sing the collision of our skin's scream, feeling my way downtown, static rerun ghosts start to appear where there was once crime waves undulating through the migration of all desired things. Bum's poem on your tiny street brings to my ear all possible history, leaving me crazed in the jungle of my own love for you. I surrender to it. I surrender to the bending universe making way for those hips that turn freedom into a decaffeinated word, meaningless in the mouth. A definition comes through my mouth and it finds my soul, and as I bring my face away from that wild whiskey flower, there in a pool on the floor is some of my soul swirled with some of your cum, and that body of water do I name, oh God, what I scream when you come home from school early. Mm. You can unbutton your trousers at any time. This is a family household. This is called Upon Hearing That My Kiss Is Sunshine on the Bud of Your Lips. If my kiss is sunshine on the bud of your lips, then let my saliva be the divine rain that makes your mouth blossom. Let my tongue be an all-seeing eye upon the flower of your widening moan. Each delicate taste bud takes you in for a closer guess as to the flavor of this mad-drenched yes. Your eyes bow like shade above this garden you speak of and your skin, oh, your skin spreads like a field as I water from so many places that my fingers like yogis abound, discover and intuit the dreams that rise from between your legs. Yeah. Uh. Uh. This is a blanket apology, but the name of this poem is Apology to the Woman Whose Breasts I Could Not Stop Staring At. <laughs> 
And it is also a public service announcement. I know you are human. Don't have any delusions about that. I respect you. You are me essentially walking the street just like the rest of us. But your breasts were heavy. Fighting gravity with the weapons of your walk, each curvaceous entity looked loaded with enough milk to feed the largest family I could imagine. <laughs> we were just passing each other in a crosswalk. I had no conversing mouth to focus my listening eyes, no distraction to focus my pervert mind. My honest gaze fell victim to the blamity, blam, blow. Portions of your body swinging in the sunshine looking for children and I was transfixed. I'm sorry. You must get that all the time. I hope you are on your way to somewhere where people can control their eyes, control everything to stop themselves from lunging at you with kisses. <laughs> Thank you. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. Any birthdays tonight? Any birthdays in the house? Okay, just wondering. Uh, this poem is called Objectifying Gaze. I love it when your eyes caress me with an objectifying gaze. I feel sacredly cheap when you do that, leapt on and fucked. And when your teeth finally let go of my nipple, the red blood rushing into them is my love moving toward you. I'm liking these woes. <laughs> I'm like, whoa! <laughs> whoa! <laughs> this is called Love Song to My Sugar. Hey, baby. I love you in that way that sets my streets on fire. Love you in that way that makes you jump up flying, swimming past a star through the cities and countryside speckled with sheep, you rising to smile and shake at their bodies and colors. Love you in the morning as the sun comes through you into me. I've been living a poem in your heart as I watch our dreams unfold in the magic as we believe together. Take this ride anywhere. I'm here on the wheel. All I gotta do is speak my wish in the presence of you and your hair flowing and heaven brings it back on the soft tips of your lips and fingers, tulips, opening to the yes of all this. I stress a detail, walking over it, breaking it with a karate laugh, spilling out busted open belly joy, marry the boy, man, me, marry, love, you make love to me, slutty and stolen, my kitten and wild jungle scream. I swing on you, throwing legs this way and that. You breathe love in this spaceship dream where everything is delicious, and you even more so. There is a song in my sugar. I got a spoon and you got a bowl. These notes loud on the keys keep opening me, keep opening me, lover. I love it. I love it. Oh.
for my Elizabeth from the Perfect Tender Night, Los Angeles, March 5th. Thank you, thank you. You're too kind. You're too kind. It's almost like someone told you that that if anyone said anything in front of you that you should applaud. <laughs> this piece is called Plastic Missiles. When I was little, I went into my grandma's yard and found broken plastic pieces. I'd fashioned them into strange shapes, put them together. I wanted them to be something. I would stare at their broken formations and smile. Their lines took me far from the present moment, far from the crunches of dog teeth, far from the static of nothingness. Red, black, white, a missile, a sparrow, a raging war, a rocket to a place that no one could ever know. Standing on the edge of the most dangerous border I have ever crossed. I stand with my hands open, but it's not money I want. Your hand. My mind is an ice block, broken into the many cocktails we call country. The earth is a tear, tattooed to the cheek of an inmate ordering a hit on comedians. Rivers are reminders that even land can be broken, but lawmakers, lawmakers want to play teachers, while teachers are crucified in a basement, while the unholy worship crucifixion, while the nightly news is most definitely fiction, while the librarians stand trial in a basement, unitinerant and holy, while the ignorant gain speed on a measly roller coaster, baby, there is no rest for the wicked. I like to say, huh? All right. This piece is timely still. Poem, the writing of this poem was suggested to me by one of my heroes, one of my mentors, one of Mr. B.L. Kennedy, pervert madman of Midtown, Sacramento. Um, <laughs> but I walked into B.L. Kennedy's apartment, and he was kind of recovering from a three-day acid trip. And uh, he pointed to the Weekly World News that was there on his coffee table, and the cover of the Weekly World News said, Hillary Clinton caught in love affair with Claude the Space Alien. And he goes, write a poem about that, Philip. Write a poem about that. And so I did. And this is when she was first lady. And now she's running for office. And, uh, and this poem is called Love Letter from Hillary Clinton to Claude the Space Alien. I speak a bastard love language. 
Spiritually, I can't afford to go out quietly. I'm not banking on hell to keep me in line. E.T.'s titties softer than any Mac D's fed ex-prez jogging pussy junkies. <laughs> I love your thousand-light-year stare into my neglected thighs. Somehow you recognize the power within my orgasmic soul, bringing it forth like no being ever has. With you, it's just different. Like post-WTC New York City, my body is changed. For the grander, for the fantastic, for the spectacular. And when you're smooth, Nailless fingers reach out to me in this mathematical <laughs> theorem you call night. <laughs> My body shivers like the first time I ever saw Sally Silva's panties fall from her college locker. I knew she had thick talking bush. And ironically, today your surpassing smoothness brings my womanhood to tears as I smear this hot love over your mind. And I know the universe can be at peace even more so than my idealistic bill because I have seen the universe get it on. And I have known out of this world bliss, out of this world burst from your male body Oh, how small I feel with these earth words when you stroke my feet in a post-Nirvana stupor. Baby, lay me out as flat as your mothership. I am twice as fast. And baby, I can beam light and would gladly give up the food, give up the office, Give up this earth for one more ride to the edge of you and your dream speak. My milky way is undulating in the secrecy and terrified in the cold. If they found out about us, if they knew about us, if they found us, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care. You came a billion miles to the light and found me vulnerable. Uh. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Oh, it was nothing. Thank you. All right, uh, we are listening to Philip T. Nails and his poetry album called Evidence. Philip T. Nails used to run the Red Light Open Mic at Amnesia, which was the first uh, open mic that I ever did comedy at. And I actually used to do poetry there before with Philip T. Nails and the Red Light Open Mic, because it used to be a poetry open mic. Remember back in the days when poetry was cool? <laughs> that used to be a thing in San Francisco. Come on, it was cool, I swear. Well, Philip T. Nails was cool, and he still is cool. And this is his album, Evidence, that he sent me. And so we're gonna, we just flipped over to side two and we're gonna listen to it. He does erotic poetry. The, the front of his album is this naked lady climbing up a building. You guys can all 
back off to that later. Uh, this is Philip G. Nails. Upon hearing that my kiss is sunshine in the bud of your lips, your lips, your lips. If my kiss is sunshine on the bud of your lips, then let my saliva be the divine rain that makes your mouth blossom. Let my tongue be an all-seeing eye upon the flower of your widening moan. Each delicate taste bud takes you in for a closer guess as to the flavor of this mad drenched yeah, yeah. your eyes 
bough like shade above this garden you speak of in your skin. Oh, your skin spreads like a field as I water from so many places that my fingers like yogis abound discover and intuit the dreams that rise in the curls from between your legs. backyard and I found broken plastic pieces and I'd fashioned them put them together into strange shapes I wanted them so badly to be something I would stare at their broken formations and smile their lines took me far from the present moment far from the crunches of dog teeth far from the static of nothingness red black white a missile a sparrow a raging war Silence, explosion, freedom, a rocket to a place no one could ever know. Standing on the edge of the most dangerous border I have ever crossed. I stand with my hands open, but it's not money I want, it's your hand. My mind is an ice block, broken into the many cocktails we call country. The earth is a tear tattooed the cheek of an inmate ordering a hit on comedians. Rivers are reminders that even land can be broken, but lawmakers want to play teachers, while teachers are crucified, while the unholy worship crucifixion, while the nightly news is most definitely fiction, while the librarians stand trial unitinerant and holy, while the ignorant gain speed on measly roller coasters. There's no rest for the wicked. One, 24, 15, LA. <clears throat> hey baby, I love you in that way that sets my streets on fire. Love you in that way that makes you jump up flying, swimming, past a star, love you through the cities and the countryside speckled with sheep, you rising to smile and shake at their bodies and colors. Love you in the morning as the sun comes through you into me. I've been living a poem in your heart as I watch our dreams unfold in the magic as we Believe together. Take this ride anywhere. I'm here on the wheel. All I gotta do is speak my wish in the presence of you. And your hair flowing in heaven brings it back on the soft tips of your lips and fingers. Two lips opening to the yes of all this. I Stress a detail, walking over it, breaking it, with a karate laugh, 
spilling out busted open belly joy. Marry the boy me. Man me. Like you make love to me, slutty and stolen, my kitten and wild jungle scream. I swing on you, throwing legs this way and that. You breathe love into this spaceship dream where everything is delicious, and you even more so. There is a song in my sugar. I got a spoon, and you got a bowl. These notes loud on the keys. Keep opening me. I love it. For Elizabeth from The Perfect Tender Night, Los Angeles, March 5th, 2011. are not dangerous enough tools hide inside stories and republicans decided no one should learn it took me a long time, to, long understand time to understand what you were saying there was no listening in the 22nd century and so the we weren't alive. alive father father, father gets Gets and angry, angry over, what, over they what they teach in school. So they closed the schools down, down in the forest. The trees, the trees were clowns, Jewish lesbian trees who taught me the desert is my friend, my friend. The raindrop, the desert, my first friend, wild. The raindrop, wild animals tethered to my inauguration. I freed them. Thick slice. slice. I was a fire traveling fast beneath the river's ever slow trickle. Ever so gallop slow is a speed trickle slow. Gallop is speed. Torrential is the storm. Slow. Torrential is the storm. The light the is the light is awake. The still air is still moving. Move. You have to wake up space. Still moving, but you can't wait. For the sun to set, wait for the, the sun, sun to set. set. You have, have to run in into the breeze. You have to, you have to swim in the sea kelp. There is no natural swim. My penny rock brought the world to its knees. I saw, saw through the pyramid, and then when it shook and exploded, I stared at the mushroom cloud and watched in wind and reverse back into its jack-in-the-box womb with a big hand crank made of government in the desert is alive the desert took you to show me the moon is alive it took you to show me that to show the moon, the moon. The moon. and her thighs her laugh her speed, her timing is a belt I wear on the disco dance floor. Her laugh, her speed, her timing is a belt I wear on the disco dance floor. Shiva stretching records, records as, as bullets, bullets bounce, bounce off smiles. Rubber is the proof of all my signs. 
was Philip T. Nail's evidence. That was fucking awesome. Sunday is for drinking. Yes, Philip T. Nail's. Yes. Well, thanks for uh, sending me that in the mail. And I will play it over and again. And Philip T. Nail's reminding me of all those wonderful times. Uh, I have some really cool people in the stew. Hey, Sarah, Jane. Sarah Jane, do yeah. you want to do you want to be on that? We might as well podcast since we're here. Oh yeah. No, that that microphone. Just take that little blue, that one with the blue thing, right where you were sitting, was perfect. Yeah. Oh perfect. Just like grab that a little bit. Chiming in, hey there folks. There we go. All right. Uh, if you were listening earlier today to MutinyRadio.fm, you heard Mr. Andrew 